0: Welcome to Bible Studies for Life, adult podcast. I'm Lynn Pryor, joined with Chris Johnson, and we, the two of us, are glad that you're taking the time to listen to this podcast today. So Chris, give everyone a loud, rousing hello. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) And joining Chris and I is Christina Zimmerman. Uh, Christina, thanks for taking the time to to, uh, pop into this podcast with us.
1: I'll do the soft hello. There you go. <laughs> hello, everyone. <laughs> Good to be here today.
0: Thank yes. you for bringing some
2: dignity to our podcast, Christina. <laughs> we appreciate that.
0: Dignity, I was going to use the word thanks for bringing some class, but <laughs> <laughs> either either way is correct. Way, right. uh, we do enjoy working with Christina. Uh, Christina and I, gosh, we go back 20, almost... 20 almost 25 years yeah uh, christine and i have known each other uh been our in our 10 years of life way there were some years we kind of worked together and years we were part uh but we're certainly working together as she leads the team that develops the U curriculum which is a companion part of the bible studies for life resources and if that's a new concept to you hang on we're going to talk about it at the end of the podcast
2: So we have started a study on uh, Elijah. We're looking at specific incidents in the life of Elijah found in uh, the book of First Kings and Second Kings. Uh, Our uh, subtitle, is living outside the comfort zone. And it seemed that uh, Elijah did that. He just seemed to get into circumstances that always would cause us, if we were in that circumstance to kind of go, I don't know what I would have done if I were in that setting. And uh, so we're gonna look at one of those one of those incidents that connects to prayer. We're gonna talk about serving through prayer and uh, see an example of Elijah serving in a uncomfortable situation. Uh, right.
0: The whole, the whole point of this story as we kind of walk through it is there's a prayer that happens. There was a need. Elijah prayed. And so what we want to do is see, OK, that's a nice story from way back when. No, there's some things that we can pull from this for our lives today and specifically see how we can serve others when uh, when we pray for them. We serve through our consistent prayers. So I'm going to just kind of jump in here then. We're, uh, with Elijah, we're in First Kings. First Kings uh, this week we're in chapter 17. And let me just begin with verse 17. After this, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. Now, Elijah was staying in this home. Uh, the son became ill. His illness got worse until he stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, man of God, what, what do you have against me? Have you come to call attention to my iniquity so that my son is put to death?
2: So uh, in, obviously this is a very serious uh, situation, a uh, very uh, difficult time for this woman. Uh, I'm reminded and, and looking at the what was written by Jennifer Denning as the kind of an open to this uh, passage. She said, you, you're familiar with Murphy's law that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. The British variation is Sod's law. I didn't know this, which means essentially the same thing, but carries the notion of being mocked by fate. <laughs> uh, you, you, it's it's going to happen and you deserve it. It's kind of the idea. Uh, but then she says there's uh, there's even an addendum to it. Uh, finangles. Finagles, Finagles Law. This law says that anything can go wrong, will go wrong, at the worst possible time. Yeah. <laughs> Story of my life. I don't know about you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is so true. And and you know, things were going wrong for this widow, not just in the passage that Lynn just read, but she had experienced quite a bit. She lost her husband. She had little income. Then the drought came and she had on a flower and oil and and she just accepted that her and her son were going to die. But now her her son is 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 dying or well, he's already dead at this point.
2: So last week we looked at the passage where uh, uh, Elijah invited uh, the lady to. Um, Uh, fix him a meal and she said her response was what you just described i'm getting ready Uh, this is all that i have left i'm fixing this for my son and we're going to eat it and die and uh uh elijah convinces her to make him something first and uh god supplies the the oil and the uh flour Uh, there's always some there when she goes to make some uh for for many many years but just immediately following this passage, uh, we find that her son has died, and she she cries out um, in desperation to Elijah. She asks some questions and says some things that a lot of people think and a lot of people say in a moment
0: of cra- tragedy or crisis. Um, it's it, common it's- human nature to think to. To raise these kind of questions, this year, it I mean.
2: really is. So it's kind of the fate yeah. dynamic of what I've mentioned earlier. That uh, what do you have against me, uh, or and then the other side of it is what? Uh, why did you come to point out to everyone my sin and my iniquity, and cause and 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 therefore my son? Uh, sure. To die, so we see these these things. This isn't just a Bible or an Old Testament thing. Uh, again, Lynn, just what exactly what you said. Th- this is all, almost a default human conclusion that that immediately comes to mind when some when bad things happen in our lives.
0: Sure, and you go back to well, the oldest book in the Bible, the oldest one probably written was the Book of Job. And where Job suffered, and his friends came alongside him and said, Well, brace kind of raising the same issue, Job. You've done something wrong, or this wouldn't be happening. You now make this got mad. Was, <laughs> right. And this is we this said. okay. Well, I've done something wrong, and that's why my son is dying. And people today still deal with this. Yes. You know, we can talk about their belief in karma. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just getting what I deserve. Uh, But sometimes you even see it in the church where people think, well, God's punishing me for something.
2: So it's interesting that in John 9, the disciples raise that issue when they see a person uh, sitting by the pool and wondering what caused this person uh, to be in this circumstance. Was it his sin or was it his parents' sin? And Jesus said, neither.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was
0: just that human assumption there was a sin involved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. and, the, and the truth is, you know, we just are living life and life happens. You now, life can be filled with many highs and lows. You know, we live in a, a fallen, what is that? A fallen nature, a fallen world because of sin. So nothing is going to be per- perfect. Nothing will be perfect. Uh, even our situation. So one day we may wake up and our job is gone or someone in our family dies or we have a diagnosis from the doctor that's detrimental. And look, we woke up last year, uh, uh, you know, more than a year ago and there was a pandemic. Yeah. So, so things can happen. Things can happen and we may never know the reason the specific reason as to why it happens. Now, sometimes, Yet, Yeah, sometimes God will use these things.
0: Yes, and I think that's uh, very true that when those hardships happen to us, as it happened to this woman, here is an opportunity to trust God, yes. uh, whatever we're facing. And that's what this woman encountered here. Uh, and so we see how Elijah responded in verse 19, where Elijah said to her, well, give me your son. So she took him from her arm, he, he took him from her arms, brought him up to the upstairs room where he was staying, and laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, "Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on this woman I am staying with by killing her son? Wow, what a bold statement to say before God. Then he stretched himself out over the boy three times, he cried out to the Lord and said, "Lord, my God, please, let this boy's life come into him again. Wow, what a powerful picture of intercession for somebody.
2: So in the same way the woman uh, expressed her grief in 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 this moment, uh, we see Elijah uh, in crying out to God. Uh, uh, on behalf of the woman and and trying to do something uh, we don't we don't ever see anybody do anything quite like this in scripture. Uh, but this was uh, w- exactly what Elijah felt like he needed to do.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. He helped us to see how we should respond when someone is going through something really difficult. You know, he he did speak to God on behalf of this woman. He cried out. He interceded. And when we intercede for someone else, you know, for me, it it does two things. It places the situation in the hands of God, and then it creates a bond between the person who is praying and the one who is being prayed for.
0: That's a good point. And when we talk about, well, I don't know how to serve other people. You know, people will say that from time to time. You can pray. One one act of service toward another person is to intercede for them. So I would say, in one sense, prayer is the easiest way to serve others. But another way, prayer it can be the hardest thing to do. Uh, just to to pray with a kind of intensity that uh, that like Elijah prayed here. Um, I think about a man named Reese Howell, who was a, I'm going back a hundred plus years ago. He was known for his intercessory prayers, and he would pray for someone as though that need was his own prayer. There was, it was his own need. Uh, I mean, that's truly taking on someone else's burden as you prayed for him. Intense prayers.
1: Absolutely. Those, And I think that's the key, Lynn. I, I can remember I had a friend who has passed on about five or so years ago. But before that, she was diagnosed with um, pulmonary uh, disease that caused her lungs to constrict. And Mm -hmm. I I loved her so much. Her lungs were slowly constricting. The doctors gave her two years to live. And I told my friend, I said, I am praying for you from my toes.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: You know, with everything. And that's the way I prayed for her. And I know others was praying and she was praying, but she lived 10 years beyond diagnosis. So I I think that there is something to be said for those type of prayers, that intensity in praying.
2: Well, we and we've we've made reference to this in uh, sessions in the past. We've talked about prayer that uh, there's just a lot of times that we we almost are resigned to um there's nothing else we can do. all we can do is pray when that needs to be the first thing that we do uh like Elijah we just i mean pray first uh don't don't feel like that your desperateness is this is the only thing we can do. it's the most important thing that we can do and uh, so we need to encourage each other to be sure to to take the initiative to pray the um uh, Jennifer in her in in the uh, personal study guide said quoted the passage from James five sixteen b following uh, where uh, James said uh, the prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect and uses Elijah and his prayer as as the example so we need to be people who live our faith we need to be faithful to god um and we need to pray and believing that our prayers matter
0: that's right and with that it's not just the prayer for that person that person who were praying for benefits, obviously like with Elijah. Well, the boy came back to life. Uh, That was a good day for that boy, but there is a, uh, there's after effects that come from that too, because those prayers, how God answers can lead other people to place their, their trust in him. And I want you to see this as we wrap up this passage. So the Lord listened to Elijah and the boy's life came into him again and he lived. But then Elijah took the boy, brought him down from the upstairs room into the house, and gave him to his mother. Elijah said, look, your son is alive. Now catch what happens in this next verse. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know, I know you are a man of God, and the Lord's word from your mouth is true. I think there's a recognition of, of who Yahweh was, uh, uh, uh that was a, a step of faith, a step of trust on her part.
1: Yes, you know, <clears throat> that is so true, Lynn, that, you know, when things like that happen as a result of our prayers, <clears throat> then absolutely God should be glorified. But, right. you know, people can't help but connect you to what's, what's going on there. Another thing that I, I noticed here is that the Lord listened to Elijah, the very first statement that you made there, the Lord listened. That's a strong statement there, because God hears us when He pray, when we pray. But does He listen? I, I can remember in the the book of Isaiah, I think it was where God did not. I think it's what I'm, I'm saying. This right, He did not listen to the prayers of the Israelites because of their sin. Even though there's nothing wrong with God's hearing, he can hear. So, you know, we have to be sure that, that we are prayed up and that our sins have been confessed.
0: Sure. You know? And, and this, the Hebrew idea there of listening or hearing, mm-hmm. it carries the idea of responding. That the Lord, it wasn't just the Lord heard the words. The Lord responded to the words. And so as you referred to the Isaiah passage, is the Lord is not going to respond. He may hear the words, but he's not going to respond because of their disobedience. Yes. Uh, but I love that idea because when the Lord listens, he responds.
1: Absolutely.
2: So one of the questions asked um, in, in one of our study guides was when it... When have you seen answered prayers, point others to uh, other people to God? In this instance, this woman responded to uh, by faith uh, because this prayer was answered. So uh, maybe a conversation piece, but be to talk about other times when answered prayers have caused other people, caused people to respond to God and to uh, come to him when they have seen God
0: work. And those are important things to share. I mean, we're good about, in our groups, sharing prayer requests. But to turn around and also share the prayer answers, because that encourages me with the other prayer requests, just to keep praying to be that intercessor for others.
2: Now, just so I want to bring a little balance and I just want to encourage you to be mindful and sensitive to the people in your group um, who may have prayed diligently and asked God to move and to work uh, for for healing, for restoration, um, and that prayer wasn't answered. So just just be sensitive to people in your group. Um, who have had that experience in their life um, that's if I, I when I when I think about this passage and some of the things we're talking about here, I can't help but put myself in that circumstance, and and uh, I would I would be concerned. I, I said just what I said just a minute ago for for my wife. As we if we're sitting and listening and talking about these things, there was an incident in our life where our son was in an accident and he did not survive. And we prayed, and there were a lot of people praying, and and that was not our experience. So th- I am the voice of experience and wish that it were different. But just let me remind you guys, be sensitive to people in your group um, whose prayers have not been answered in these dramatic kind of ways when you're talking about these things. Now, we need to talk about this passage and we need to talk about how miraculously God answered this prayer. Uh, And we need to pray and hope that God will answer and work in this way and when we take our concerns to the Lord. Just just be aware that it doesn't always come out that way. Thanks, Chris, for
0: that reminder. Mm-hmm. All and right. Just
1: remember, too, that God didn't answer Paul's request to he- of healing.
2: He didn't answer Jesus prayer. Remove this cup from me. Is there if there's is there any other way? So uh, those are good reminders. Yes, they really are. So we thank you for Christina Lynn for for sharing uh, about prayer and the importance of prayer and uh, from this study in elijah's life we want to thank those of you who are listening to our podcast today for tuning in and pray that this has been beneficial to you Uh, we do want to talk a little bit about you and we want to speak specifically to those of you who are group leaders so we'll do that now and then we'll close out
0: yes i I want to talk for a moment about the U curriculum y-o-u which is a sister companion product to the bible studies for life family uh it it, it's not labeled bible studies for life but it follows the same study plan uh, the same text is used but it's couched in a wholly different way at the same time Uh, christina uh for those who aren't familiar with you tell them what is unique about it
1: Okay, well, the U curriculum is like Bible Studies for Life, it's life-centered, but it leverages the, the unique lifestyles of the African-American and the urban individuals uh, or churches. It's also one resource, it's, uh, but it has three different components. It has a, a learner feature, a leader Feature and then a devotional, inspirational feature. And then now we have uh, digital delivery. You can download you uh, for your smartphone or your tablet device. And this will be great when you're uh, online doing the social distancing and you're, you're having classes on Zoom. Also this year, we have a You Leader Pack, which provides leaders with a host of extra tools, uh, such as posters, handouts, and charts, and and more. Keep in mind, too, that we're on social media. You is on social media at lifeway.com slash you. You can find more information about the resource. And then you.lifeway.com. That's you.lifeway.com. You'll find some great blog content.
2: Uh, U is Y-O-U. Y-O-U. All right. You got a teaching tip for us today, Christina?
1: We do. The teaching tip for today is about music. Use music as a teaching tool. It's not often used in the classroom. Many faith traditions rely on music to spread the message of the scriptures. We have songs about biblical content all the time, and we use that in our corporate worship Uh, Praise songs, worship songs, uh, uh, all kinds of music to enhance the the worship service. Mm -hmm. But we can integrate music into our Bible study. For example, in this session, you can read words to a hymn or you can play a song that relates to the topic. And this time we were praying, we were talking about prayer. I remember a song that may not be familiar to this audience, but the words were simply, somebody prayed for me. Somebody took the time to pray for me. They had me on their mind. I'm so glad they prayed for me. Wow. So when you use music, it really does add something special, another layer of inspiration to the, to the lesson.
2: Good word,
0: thanks.
1: Christina, do you want
0: to sing that song for us?
1: No, I don't think I'll sing that today. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, good. Thanks, Christina.
2: Well, well, again, we want to thank thank you guys for being a part of this podcast. And thank you who are our listeners for joining us today. And pl- hope that you'll plan on continuing on this study with Elijah living outside of the comfort zone in the weeks to come.